1: Welcome, welcome to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. With me, Dr. Andy, I'm a certified animal chiropractor, an access-conscious facilitator, and an all-around animal wizard. I'm here today to invite you to information, to empower you to know what you know about your animal. Uh, Today's show is Ask Your Pet, Ask Your Animal a Question, Change Anything. Uh, Throughout the hour, I'm going to invite you to Come with me and um, ask your questions, um, share your animals, share animal stories, um, and join me on this radio adventure. And you can reach me in a variety of ways. Uh, You can call them in, 815-880-8255 in the U.S., 613-800-8736 in Canada. You can Skype them in at a2zen.fm. Or you can chat them in at www.a2zen.fm, and along the top blue line, you just choose chat, and you can just type them in, and we can we can go from there. So, how are you? How can you join me today? Again, ask you know today is ask your pet a question, change anything. So, that what can a question really change? And doesn't that kind of mean I'm talking to my own animal or talking to my pet? Um, and we're going to go through some of that today and, and, and maybe um, just some of that myth that um, you can't do that with your own animal. Uh, in this reality, we've kind of been taught, you know, not the question, not to really live as that question. We're, we're kind of, um, you know, what's been taught in school, you know, you have to have that right answer. You know, it only counts if you pass the test and answer all the right answers. Um, and now we're going to do a 180, and we're going to start asking some questions. We're going to, you know, question our animals. We're going to question our veterinarians. We're going to question our dog trainers. And we're going to find, we're going to take a look at this in a completely different way. Um, and and maybe you don't always have that right answer. And what if your animal can contribute to you to find something that's going to work for everybody? And so uh, definitely a different, different look to always going out and finding that answer. And a lot of times when dealing with animal care, it's find that right person that has the right answer that you just, you just swallow it. You just take that answer and that's what you do. And there's no questioning along that whole line. And so I'd really like to you know, take a look at that and see where we can go with that. So the first few shows of Dr. Indy's Animal Magic Radio um, has been the basics of me and the basics of practice and, and chiropractic because I'm an animal chiropractor. That is what I do on a day-to-day basis and then I do a lot more that's encompassed in that. And that was kind of the nuts and the bolts. Um, today we're going to be moving into the fun and the magic and uh, dynamically um, different um, uh, modality that I use every day in my life, in my living, and in my practice, and with all of my animal visits and all of my animal patients. And that's access consciousness. And access consciousness is a set of tools and processes, if you're not familiar, uh, that can change any aspect of your life and living. And, what, and this tool of asking a question comes from there. And I went to school I went to a lot of school, and I was taught very dynamically to always have the right answer. And then I went into practice, and I was always supposed to have the answers for everybody. And I quickly learned that body work alone, even before access showed up in my life, um, there's no answers. Every body is different. Every situation is different. And to... Put everybody into the same box that comes in because they happen to be limping in the front it didn't work for me it didn't work for my animal clients it didn't work for their their people in their life and so it was like i i I kind of got stuck there for a while and then i I kind of decided, and this was years and years ago that okay I'm gonna do something a little different here um I'm gonna I'm going to treat everybody different. Uh, every single person that's in front of me, every single animal that's in front of me, I'm going to treat as uh, as a different thing. It's not just the same thing all the time. Um, so I guess we have Don in the chat room. Welcome, Don, to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. I'm not sure what's next here, so I guess we'll wait for Don to post his questions to me. I'm reading the chat, so I apologize there. Um, and so I'm going to go ahead, and then when Don comes in with some questions, we'll go from there. Um, there he is. Um, so have you ever asked your animal a question? I have in the beginning. You know, who made this mess? Who who needs to go outside, who, you know, and those are kind of just our basic um, conversational questions that I think we all ask, especially if you have more than one animal, like I have a pack um, at home. But, I mean, have you really, really asked your animal a question? Like, like you are debating between um, going to the, acupuncturist or you're debating going to massage or you need to go to the regular vet and, and as the human as the person as the thinking person that it may or may not be really worried about their animal have you ever asked the animal what they'd like to go see who would they like to go get treatment from um, have you asked what food they would like to eat um, do they want beef or chicken tonight Um, have you asked them when you're debating about bringing another animal into your household or into your pack you know would you like to have a companion in the house would you like it to be a cat or a dog would you like it to be a puppy or an adult dog would you like it to be a girl or a boy Uh, have have um, you know these are stuff that generally we just decide for the household because us us humans um, kind of think we, we, we know all those answers and we, we're going to think about it and we're going to come up with the pros and the cons and we're going to decide what's best so everywhere talking to the animals is more than you bargained for when you turned on this radio show will you destroy and uncreate all that please right, wrong, good, bad, podpock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond and everywhere talking to the animals is for someone else a special gift and not for you will you uncreate and destroy all that please Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine, boys, shorts, ambiance. Okay, everybody's like, what was all of that? Because that's definitely new to my show. Um, and that is the Clearing Statement. the Access Conscious Clearing Statement. It uses short speak to remove blockages and limitations by um, removing the stuck energy, just kind of like a vacuum. Um, there's a lot more information if you're interested at um, theclearingstatement.com. And you can go and look at There's PDFs you can download. You can get all the long explanation. So just don't get caught up in the words. Um, it is the energy as a clearing statement that changes things, and we use that in access to change anything um, in uh, in your life and living. Uh, I'm going to tell you the story of how I actually found Access Consciousness. I actually got invited to... um, I talked to an animals class with um, Susie Godsey, and she's a fabulous facilitator with Access Consciousness, has been talking to the animals for years. And I uh, sat down. I didn't know what I was actually going to. It was pretty funny. And she gets up on stage, and I sit in the middle of the audience in the middle row for some reason, so I couldn't escape. And she did this right-wrong, good-bad, pod-pock, boys' shorts, beyonds thing. And I'm like, okay, why are we um, pod-pocking boys and and their shorts? And I was really confused, but I also wasn't going to ask a question because this was before I knew you could ask questions. And I sat there for the very first time, and this is three or four years ago now, and so I've been in practice um, seeing animals on a daily basis for five or six years at that point. And she was the first one to um, acknowledge how I was actually talking to the animals, which was when you talk to some animal communicators, they see pictures, they see colors, the animals talk to them, and I don't get any of that. I've never gotten any of that. And Susie, for the first time, explained to me it's the energy that you pick up from the animal. And it kind of goes back to if you've ever had the experience of when you walk into a room And you know there had been an argument. You know Like, nobody's saying anything. Nobody's doing anything. But you know something's up. Like, you you can feel that energy of an argument, or you can feel that energy going on. And what if talking to your animal or other animals is more like that? It's, you know, what if you just played with it? You you go out on your um, daily walk, and you ask your animal, where would they like to go today? And maybe you get a sense of left or right, whatever that it looks like for you. Maybe they turn a certain direction. Maybe they're actually quite surprised you asked them a question, which is kind of fun, too. And, you know, and what if you start playing with it in simple terms like that to um, kind of support that? Wow, maybe I maybe I can actually talk to the animals. You know, start small, you know. Would you like, do you... You know, maybe you're having some eating issues. Is it, you know, ask them. Do you not like eating out of the metal bowl? Would you like a ceramic bowl? Would you like a plastic bowl? I mean, it can be as simple and as little as that to change huge behaviors in your household. Um, you know, it can go from the itty bitty where you can play that. You know, do you want to play net ball now or later? You know, do you, all of that kind of fun stuff. And then you can get into the bigger stuff, you know. You know, is it time to leave your body? Those, those big questions also come up. So it can run the gamut of questions. Um, And so, all that fun stuff can be used um, with questions. Um, I actually, right before the show started, I happen. I have my, I have four dogs, and they. we're all in the office with me as I'm setting up um, everything to get set. And the poodle's doing, I have a 12-year-old standard poodle, and he's doing this funny little thing with his feet, like he's knuckling them over, kind of like having little spasms. And in, instead of maybe what unusual, an, a usual response is, oh, my God, and what do we do, and are you dying, are you stroking, and because he's 12 and a half, you have other senior issues that come up. I ask them simply, buddy, what's going on here? And he laid down, and I did some energy work and actually a couple of uh, adjustments in – he settled right into. But what else I was looking at was the other two terriers were actually concerned because sometimes I pay attention to what the poodle's doing and if the other dogs are kind of like, ah, and they're running on the house and they're doing their own thing, I'm like, okay, he's just got a little thing going on and I'll I'll check in with him. But both the terriers came over and actually laid right next to him to contribute to the energy work. Uh, His sacrum happened to be rotated so, yeah, I have tools to take it to that next step of actually um, working on the issue. Well, what if you just sat down with him, uh, your dog, neighbor's dog, neighbor's cat, put your hands on him and asked them, what can we do about this? Where can we go with this? Is this something we need to do something about um, right now? Or will it pass? You know, I happen to have the history. I knew he was on a walk, and so maybe he would did something and on his walk with the teenager. Uh, he, We did the adjustment, he lay down, he got up, he, he's moving just fine now. So how cool is that to get information um, from your dog without the panic and without elevating everyone's anxiety, which is the question, oh, all right, buddy, what's going on here? Um, what can we do about this? What can we do about this now or later? So some, some fun questions to play with on that. Uh, We're going to go take a real quick break, um, and then we'll be right back, and we'll we'll ask some more questions, and we'll tell some more stories.
0: Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life. Listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on tozen.fm. This is Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper or more well-known as the Energy Wizard. To participate in the program today, please call us in the U.S. at 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK or in Canada, 613-800-8736 or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can also ask a question by sending an email to DrAndy at HarpersRidge.com.
1: Welcome back. Thank you for joining me today. We are asking questions, like ask your pet a question and change anything. Um, again, I invite you to join me with your questions um, about your animals. Um, uh, share stories about your animals. Uh, you know, check out just how easy it is to chat your question into the, into the um, show live at a2zen.fm, and there's a chat box along the top blue line. Oh, and if questions come up later, you can always email me, to, email them to me directly, and my website is harpersridge.com. We are asking questions today and I I was just explaining how the poodle actually had a little um a little um little thing going on here just before the show started but we're going to go back and do another clearing and then we're going to uh and we'll go from there. Um what have you made so vital about possessing the animal that keeps you from energetically talking with them in totality? Everything that brings up, will you please uncreate and destroy it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine boys, shorts, and Uh And then I also have a client we're dealing with um, not eating issues. And, and this owner had fed raw uh, for many, many, many years, and they had a really strong point of view that that was the way we needed to feed our animals. And many people have many points of view about feeding, and and we'll get into that in another show, but um, this this dog, you know, senior dog, I think about 13 at this point, and has never been a great eater. And the owner's like, you know, what else can I do here? Um, Which is a great question. What can I do here? And I'm like, well, do they want to eat a different food? do they not want to eat raw anymore? And the owner's like, well, they have to eat raw. And I'm like, well, um, maybe they don't. And if if it means eating something else or not eating, what would you choose? Um, and, the, you know, the, the, that question kind of set the owner, you know, back a little bit, um, not quite sure what to do with that. And so we talked about it a little bit more. I'm like, well, let's let's ask. Um, here's a lab mix, and it, which is kind of odd that that the lab mix isn't a good either, but, you know, whatever. And we're like, well, what would you rather eat? And would you rather eat canned food? Or would you rather eat kibble? Do you want a different flavor of raw? And that wasn't the energy around it at all. Um you know, and we kind of had to go with the owner's point of view and they, they they were more comfortable with canned um the dog preferred to eat canned, you know we were reading the energy around that, and so the owner added some canned in with what else he was eating he they they actually had to pull the raw meat out of the diet um just didn't want to eat that anymore and the owner was kind of getting the dog started eating dog's happy owner's happy awesome and so the owner actually took it on herself to go okay well i'm going to let them pick out which flavor (laughs) of canned they would like to eat she didn't even put them but she would set them set them down and the dog would pick for the day i'd like that and then sometimes she'd put the open can down along with the other two again, and sometimes they'd pick something different for lunch. And and the owner started having fun with that, and, and the dog kind of got um, involved in, in the whole process again and started showing up in the kitchen again to eat when she was preparing everything for all the other dogs because, you know, now he's on a different diet. So that, that was a lot of fun for both of them to start getting back involved in the eating process and, and the owner had to get over her point of view that she had to feed raw. And, you know, what what else do our animals do for us that get us over our stuff? Um so what have you made so vital about possessing the animal that keeps you from energetically talking with them in totality? Everything that brings everything that brings up Times of gasoline, we uncreate and destroy it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, podpock, all nine boy shorts and beyonds. Um I do the same type of thing and and like the, the previous owner she started letting them pick out the flavors, all of them you know she kind of came across that her her own way, but when I'm in the office and I have an owner talking about what kind of joint support um their dog requires you know we we ask the dog, I asked the dog, you know, do you require anything and a lot of times yeah i I, I would love something, I'm like, what well, would you like?" A multivitamin. Would you like an actual joint supplement? And then, you know, and then sometimes kind of fun to show the. And the owner kind of looks at me, strangely. And that's okay. And I'm like, well, cool. We're gonna have them pick it out. And the owner doesn't get it. They're kind of like, all right. So which one do I have to pick? I'm like, no, 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 no. We're gonna let the dog pick it out. Uh, and they're like, huh? And I'm like, no, really. So we usually put the dog on the floor and I set out, you know, the products I have. I don't have them all, but I have some that I like. And the dog will usually go up to one and that one, and it, and sometimes it's really really subtle and it's, you make sure you really and he'll check all of them out and it's usually maybe the second one they go back to, cool. Some go up and knock them right over. And so, what if our animals truly do know what's good for their life and living, and how much can we allow them to? Uh, you know, have that in their lives and, and, and be allowed to be involved in what they would like and, and what's going to work for them. And so, yeah, if even if you're maybe you're at PetSmart and, and you have a dog with you and there's a couple joint supplements you're looking at or you know, some herbal bean relief, set them on the floor, let them pick, play with it a little bit. You know, their choice is. Maybe better, or may not be, than your thinking brain about. Well, this one is this price, and this one is this price, and this has this ingredient. And what if they pick something that you never would have thought they would have picked? I, and every time I've done this, which is the majority of the time now, I mean, if the animal's there with the owner, there's no, the owner never comes back and goes, that didn't work. Like the animal did know. So, how cool is that? So what have you made so vital about possessing the animal that keeps you from energetically talking with them in totality? Everything that brings up, will you please uncreate and destroy it all, Times Godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, podpock, all nine, boys, short ambience. I had a session with a uh German Shepherd. And I had been working on um her for a a long time. I uh she was non ambulatory in the rear. Um, I believe she had um, DM, which is a demyelinating disease that um, the nerve conduction starts to, from from the head all the way down to the rear, stops working very well, and so they end up not being able to walk in the rear. And it, unfortunately, it commonly afflicts German Shepherds. Um, and so Mom has been going back and forth about, you know, as as moms do and dads do and families do you know is it time um is it not time does she want to leave does she not want to leave what do i do here um how can i be of assistance and a lot of times the, the dog is here because the owner's not ready and so they came in and and i and i asked mom i go i are, are you prepared are you are you okay if she leaves this body Oh, yes, 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 I, I'm ready for that. Um, I'm like, okay. And and have you told her that you're okay with this? Like you you flat out told her, hey, girly, whatever you'd like to do, whenever you want to go, I'm good. That seems to allow them some choice, and the dog some choice on when they would like to go. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did that, I did that. So as the session goes on, I'm the German Shepherd... She was so cute. I don't run into this very often. It's not very common that the animal was surprised when I told her or, you know, through questions, and I don't remember the exact questions I asked, that she actually had a choice. She could leave. Like, she could go get a new fun body that worked. And so usually the animals are much more aware of that than even the people are. So it was really cute, really, really cute that she was like, oh, really, I could go get a new body, that would be a lot of fun, I'm like, cool, yeah, you can, and so we we kind of finished up our session, and I checked in with mom, you know, how's our girl doing, and she's like, oh, she's still here, and, you know, how's she getting around, Well, she's not, you know, we have to clean up a lot of, you know, she's fecally incontinent, and, but she's eating, and she still likes getting out in the yard, and, and she hung around for months afterwards. Turns out, mom really wasn't ready to let her go, like she claimed. And that's okay. Um, the animals don't really hold that against us. They're kind of like, "Cool, whatever you want, mom. I'll, I'm good with that." It, it, you know. And and so that's a lot of fun when you're asking questions on, even when you're getting to that end-of-life thing, because a lot of people can't. They, 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 the humans don't deal with it very well. Uh, they're the ones that are all upset about it, whereas the animals are like, um, whatever, I can go get a new body. Maybe I'll try this breed, or maybe I'll try this next. And what if it's not as big of a deal that uh, that we're all really used to in, in, this, in this reality? Uh, so what have you made so vital about um, possessing the animal that you from energetically talking with them in totality. Everything that brings up, will you please uncreate and destroy it all? Right, right, bad, pod, poc, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. We are going to go to break here shortly, and after we get back, we're going to go through different treatments and ask some more questions, shockingly enough. Um and, and, and see where else we can ask these questions and where else we can get some some peace and, and calm and some clarity with our animals. And again, what have you made so vital about possessing the animal that keeps you from energetically talking with them in totality? Everything that brings up, will you please uncreate and destroy it all? Times a gazillion, Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. We'll be right back. Thanks so much.
0: Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor, Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life.
1: Welcome back, once again, to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio. Along with my radio show, I do have a practice in the Denver, Colorado Springs area in Colorado, um, in the U.S., um, where I offer those that are able to join me in person, um, one-on-one sessions, including chiropractic, laser therapy, oils, energetic magic with animals, um, all of that Um, information is on my website which is www.harpersridge.com there's more information there and about me and all all kinds of other stuff Um, for those of you that are not close enough to join me in person i do offer skype sessions that include processing and talking with you and your animal Um, i'm as I've learned in many years of business, websites are a working document, and uh, we're going to get some more information up on the website soon about how to connect with me. I do have some, again, if you're in the area, I do have some upcoming classes. Uh, August 6th, 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 that's a 6th, you know, <laughs> in Colorado Springs, I'll be doing a, a live class, Energetic Magic with Animals Um down at Canine Solutions, uh, if you're familiar with the area, again, it's limited seating, and this is where you actually get to bring your dog. And we work on the dogs in the class and do processing, uh, ask a bunch of questions from, from owners, and we just kind of see where those classes go. There's not specific topics, so that's a lot of fun. Um, sometimes the animals actually want to talk about something in particular. And sometimes we can change a lot of things from behaviors to... You know, like we've been talking about food issues or um, all kinds of other things. Um, August 10th, I'm actually doing uh, the BARS, which is the first class in Access Consciousness. And this is just for the peeps. No dogs are invited, unfortunately, or cats or horses or goats or chickens. Um, that's in my office in Denver. Um, you know, and if what if how much you change actually um, changes your relationship with your animals? and they and they don't need to be present. So how much can we change with that class? Um, again, uh, if you're in the area uh, in Denver, I'm actually having an open house um, and my office is in Wash Park and the address is on the website. An open house on Sunday, August 17th from 12 to 2. Uh, the, the nuts and bolts of things, we're doing nail trims and laser therapy. So if you want to come on by, you and your, your dogs, and. If your cats are social, are more than welcome to join me. So all of this information and more is on the website, harpersridge.com. Um, let's head back to the questioning and our amazing animals. Uh, we left off with, uh, you know, kind of choosing to stay in our body or leaving the animals, that is. And let's move into a little bit of, um, you know, maybe treatment, maybe some behavior issues you're having with your dog that you'd like to change with ease Um, I was I have a laser tech in my office and she's doing she's working on her um, vet tech certification and she's doing an internship at a different vet office and she came in and she's like you know I heard that we have a lot of heartworm in the area, and what should we do? What they they recommend X, Y, and Z treatment? What what do what do we tell our clients? And we're not a vet office. We're 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 a holistic. Um, clinic but we're not a vet office and so generally when clients ask me this question we have a conversation about the pros and cons and and then they need to go back to their vet and they need to choose for themselves but I'm like okay so if there's a lot of heartworm what's going on there is it did the dog that I think maybe she said that came into the clinic with it like cool did that dog actually get heartworm here in Colorado you know yes no okay did that dog come from back east where there is actually a bigger incidence of heartworm. They have more water. They have more dampness. They have more mosquitoes which carry the heartworm. Where did this dog travel to? Where did this dog come from? And if you actually look at the history here in Colorado of heartworm, we did not have heartworm in the state of Colorado until after Katrina happened and all the dogs got shipped up from Louisiana. They have a huge issue of heartworm and fleas and bug stuff and parasite stuff that in Colorado, because we're so dry, we don't have. So how does this translate to other places? It means ask a question. I'm just going to probably always go back to that. Okay, cool. So where did this dog come from? Did they get it in Colorado? Where in Colorado? Or did they actually come from somewhere else where there's a bigger issue? So do we really have... A heartworm issue here in Colorado. And then what would you like to do for treatment? What would your dog like to do for treatment? Do you want to treat it all? And and that's where I'd like to get people's heads is start asking those questions um, about your animal. A heartworm actually um, needs warm weather to incubate in the mosquito. It all comes from mosquitoes and it incubates in the mosquito. So our winters here in Colorado get very cold. Let's go back to Louisiana. They don't have a winter that's going to freeze the ground and kill all the bugs. So those mosquitoes get to incubate heartworm year-round. So maybe you do want to treat year-round in Louisiana. Maybe you have family in Louisiana and you go visit them every summer. What if you you choose not to treat for heartworm in Colorado, but you choose to do it during the time that you're in Louisiana, so it's not just black and white. When you walk into your vet and and they go, you need to treat for heartworm. It's what it, you know. What's the information? What other questions can I ask about this? What else can I, you know, ask my dog if they would like to do? Generally, treatment for heartworm is it's a pesticide. Um, it it has to kill the bugs. That's how it works in this reality you know, do you want to feed a pesticide to your dog? And, like, we just went over. Some cases need to. Some cases maybe you choose not to. Um, And then she, so we just, we had that whole conversation and we asked a bunch of different questions together and she's like, oh, cool. And so that's where, you know, a lot of stories start. And, you know, maybe you shouldn't buy all the stories that you hear kind of thing. And she's like, well, there was a case of, rabies in the state of colorado i'm like well cool probably you know what animal was it in was it a bat was it a skunk was it xyz which county was it in you know if you're if you're talking about a county in southeast colorado and we're up in denver you know is has there anything has there been anything closer um what is the threat of race you know And it was rabies in a dog. So did the dog get bit? Did the dog, you know. And she didn't have any of those answers, which was fine. But it just kind of got her thinking as to, oh, okay, we may have this, but what else is possible around this? Was it, you know, this case over here, this case over here, and do we need to all be, do we all get sucked into the fear of our animals are all going to get sick? And what if asking questions of your vet of your tech, of your dog, of yourself, takes you out of the the fear factor of um, they're all going to get sick and die on us, <laughs> which seems to be the seems to be pervasive throughout. Like all my clients that come in, and they're just so, and they, they tell me over and over, they're so worried about their animals, and I'm like, what if your worries actually locking in? Um, more of what's going on here than you're even aware of just had a client this morning and we were talking about um, medications Um, another Labrador his name was Duke and they actually talked to an an animal communicator last week um, and he wanted some more consistent pain, pain control and And he was not in the mood for another dog at this point. And he's 13, I think, too. As you can tell, most of my clients are are of the senior variety. And I'm like, okay, so remind me um, what you're doing for pain management right now. And they're like, well, we're doing an NSAID called Medicam, and they're doing Tramadol, which is a a pain modulator. I'm like, cool. And he he likes those and he does well on them and meaning there's no GI issues. He takes them without issue, you know, all the, you know, just the basic stuff. And they're like, yep, yep, yep. I'm like, cool. So I go, so what is, this is literally the question. I'm like, so what does more consistent pain management mean? And they both kind of stop. And I'm like, do you, do you have to give it every day? And and they both kind of went, eh. So how much was it their point of view that maybe they don't want to give something every day? Or how much were they actually reading Duke Center of, eh, I, I, that that doesn't, I don't really want it every day either. So as as the visit went on, the owners asked, well, we have this other practitioner we work with, and she's a big proponent of doing baby aspirin and I'm like well is what you're doing working yes does Duke like does Duke take it yes um, you can't do aspirin and medicamp together they don't you cannot do those together it's too hard on the stomach so for what reason would you change what you're doing and they're like no reason I'm like cool and then we kind of Continued on. We talked about homeopathy. Um, they also use a homeopathy pain um, man, um, heal product, which is called Tramiel and they u- utilize that. Um, and their vet aware is aware of all the stuff that they're doing. And we talked about how homeopathy works better in smaller doses, and that. And we can do a whole other one homeopathy, and so we talked about putting it in a bottle of water and putting it in the fridge and dosing that out. And they're like, well, how often do we do that? I'm like, well, kind of whenever you think about it. And I always propose it as whenever you think about it because usually it's when the animal kind of pops it into your head. Um, I need some of that stuff. That'd be great right now since you're in the kitchen. Uh, and So that's that's kind of fun that way. And I go, well, and we kind of just kept talking, and I go, we went, got back to Metacam." I'm like, what if more consistent pain control is asking him if he'd like Metacam?" It's given once a day, um, and they choose to do it at night. What if you ask him at night if he'd like it? What if you show him the box? And and I go, you have to maybe pay attention to signals or really get used to it and see if he just kind of turns his nose up or doesn't come over when you go to the fridge for it. Or What if you just play with that? Because if you give him the Medicam and it's a regularly dosed, you're not giving it more often. You're not giving him more than what's prescribed. Okay, cool. But what if you actually get into the rhythm of uh, he he's telling you when he would like some. I'm, you know, he's not having a great day today, or today I think I'm going to sleep just fine and don't need it. Maybe he actually does um, does ask for it every single day, you know, and maybe that is regular in his world. But what if we don't assume that that's what that is? And, and that just that kind of just illustrated the the whole show today for me was that conversation with them and that and they're really in tune with their animal and so that's really cool. And what if all that intuition and all that I think I got this from my animal? You did. What if that is your knowing about your animal, and 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 that empowers you to to follow a treatment plan or follow a, a whatever that will work for their life and living and your life and living. And all of this can be um, utilized when you're choosing a veterinarian, um, when you're choosing a trainer, when you're choosing your dog walkers. Um, I do know a lot of people that, well, if my dog doesn't like that person, I don't like them. Cool. What if we can utilize that more across the board? Why force them to go into a vet office that they absolutely hate? And and I think a lot of owners assume they absolutely hate every vet office. And what if that's not true? What if you have to walk into a few of them to find one that they're like, okay, I may vibrate and I may not like it here, but but this one will work for me. And, and more specifically, that doctor will work for me. But I don't like that other doctor. And what if you start paying um paying attention to that a little bit more? Christine's in the chat room here and she's asking me, are there any signs to know that it's coming from the animal? And and that's a great question. And and sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, is it from the animal or is it from my head? Am I thinking this or do I know this? Or 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 and and believe me, I was there for years. You know, I'm like I'm I'm just assuming this, or, or am I actually getting this information from the animal? And that's that, that just comes with practice. So that comes with, um, A, knowing the animal, but, B, sometimes it's actually harder with your own. And so that comes with just play. You know, when you're at your friend's house, ask the cat a question. Ask the cat that, you know, do you like your litter? And see what you get, because you're not going to have a thought of, about their litter. You know, you're not going to think about what brand are they using. Are they using unscented or scented? And see if, you know, you get this 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 energy of no or that energy of yes and play with it. And then maybe you speak up to the owner and go, I think you need to switch their litter. And then you might get a funny look. But what if the cat's happier because the owner does that for you, for the cat, not for you? And so you have to play with it a little bit more to get that sense of is it animal or is it me. But that's why I say play with it, because even if you're quote-unquote wrong and you do something, okay, cool, let's do it again the next time. And it's not wrong. The animal never sees you as wrong. The animal just thinks, all right, cool, let's, could we do this again so you actually hear me this next time? One more break. We're going to stop right there. We'll come on back and we'll chat some more. Um, thank you much.
0: Many of us make choices on how to care for our animals based on how it has been done in the past or what others have always done. What would it look like to choose what your pet requires, which may be very different from what others would choose? By tuning into Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show with certified animal chiropractor Dr. Andy Harper, you'll receive information and options you never even knew existed to improve your relationship with animals in your life.
1: Welcome back. Dr. Andy here. Um, ask your pet a question and change anything is the show for today. Um, would love to have any of your questions, your stories, comments about your amazing animals. And you can just chat them in um, at a2zen.fm and we can go from there. That would be so much fun. So what have you made so vital about possessing the animal that keeps you from energetically talking with them in totality everything that brings up for you, will you please uncreate and destroy it all times a godzillion right wrong good bad pod poc all nine boys shorts and beyonds christine here in the chat room also um sent in a question what are the animals thinking um that's a good question um honestly don't say do much thinking um they do more of, they like their routine. They do more of, well, this is what we do next. This is what time we get up in the morning. And this is what time we go to bed. Um, I have a kind of thing. It's not a thinking. It's more of a being and doing. I, you know, I take a nap from two to four. And, you know, you ever see that comic strip where they set the atomic clock? By the, when the dog comes into the kitchen for dinner because by golly, they know it's 5 p.m. and they get fed at 5 p.m. or or whatever that is. And so it's more of a being and a doing and they don't get caught up in the thinking. Now I do have other animals that come in and, and they're very worried about what I'm going to do and they're thinking about it very hard. And is that the animal or is that the owner? And how much does the animal mirror what the owner is actually doing? Um, that old adage, you know, that, you know, the pets and the owners start to look alike. Well, I think the pets and the owners start to be alike. Um, and so I don't think there's much thinking, and the less thinking you're thinking by the owner, the less thinking you get from the animal. Although they will evaluate, and they will pick up on what's going on in people's heads, and they will pick on what the energy of the situation is, and and kind of all of that. Um, Fran has joined us in the chat room, and if Fran has a question, we'd love to hear from you. And Speaking of of, um, thinking stinking, I had a new client come in last week. Her name was Kinky. And on the first dog I met with the name Kinky. And as I can tell with everyone out there listening, everybody's head goes somewhere... Go somewhere with that word, kinky, darling little Saluki. She actually got into a physical argument with another dog in her household, so her feelings were were um, very, um, very hurt. Uh, she she didn't quite figure out why or what or who and why someone in her own pack would hurt her like that. So, Mom actually asked for more energy work, and we did that. And I go, okay. What's going on here with her name? And Mom's like, well, you know, it's from the kink in her tail. and I'm like, I'm not. And that's where I kind of stopped I'm like, I'm not asking you, Mom. I'm asking, like, she's asking. Like, what? Because whenever Mom says the name, she's reading in everybody's head all that wonky stuff with the word kinky. I go, what if we changed her name? And the energy around the dog instantly lightened up instantly but then mom went oh I have to tell her but how do you talk she goes how do you change a dog's name I go you just change it and so all of her judgments around changing a dog's name that you've had for years I asked her do you want uncreate and destroy all that times a godzillion right wrong good bad pod pock all nine boys shorts and beyonds you know what if you can handle all those judgments which would take all the judgments off of kinky of everybody's heads. I mean, she was she read all of that in the head, and there was so much weirdness around it. She's like, oh, my name was weird. I thought I was weird. I thought that that, I, you know. And so that was cool. So we actually asked, when we have, she was actually a confirmation dog, so she has a really long given name, and so I had Mom read that off to me. And it was something about Queen Dragon or something. It was very cool. I go, what about Queenie? And I guess this dog actually has a full wardrobe, like different collars and sweaters and, and she's a Saluki. So she's a sighthound. Um, we're in the family of Greyhounds. So they're very thin and, and muscular and, and need coats here in Colorado. And I'm like, what about Queenie? And the little dog, she lightened up like, Oh, I, I am a queen. That would be awesome. My mom's like, she is a queen. And so it was really, really cute. Um, and so I, uh, you know, Whatever mom chooses on the name is whatever mom chooses, and, and maybe they have more conversations. Mom's pretty open to um, talking with her animals. And we'll see when I, I meet Queenie again what her name is. And as we were doing all the energy work in that, I um, I kept going back, even though she was injured up in the front by the dog in the house, I kept going back to a rear and back to a rear and back to a rear, and I actually didn't know about the kink in the tail. um Mom didn't tell me she told my practice manager and she told other people in the room, but I didn't hear that part, so I didn't know there that's where that name came from, and I'm like, what is going on in this rear? So there was so much quote unquote kinked up energy there, so we cleared that out. It's a, you know it's 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 fun when they come in for what got into this argument and we have an injury and we checked her over and, and see if she needed an adjustment and she needed a couple of those, but that's not a big deal. It was more going through her, her hurt feelings over how could somebody in my own pack do this to me? I go, well, what if you're more aware of everybody in your pack? And it's not just those outside your pack that can do this to you. And she's like, hmm. And we, we did some of the clearing statement, you know, and, you went to the animal. I'm not chatting with Mom at this point. I'm chatting with Kinky about this, and we uncreate and destroy all that. Time's a godzillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, poc, all nine, boy short, and beyonds. Well, we're coming to the end again here. Thank you so much um, for joining me. I do have some upcoming classes um, here in Colorado, in the Springs, Colorado Springs. I have a live class with your dog on August 6th. Um, August 10th, we're going to do the bars. This is just for the humans. Um, And what if you can change your world to change your world with your animal? I have an open house if you'd like to come by and actually meet me, and this is in Denver at the office there. It's a brand-new office to me. I've only been there two months, so that's why we're doing that. Um, All of this and uh, plenty, plenty more information is on my website, www. We do have a class, not a class, a radio show every Monday um, here on A2Zen.FM. I will be back next Monday uh, with My Animal Loves to Spend My Money. What can we do about this? Thank you so much, and how much fun can you have with your animal this week?
0: Thank you for choosing to listen to Dr. Andy's Animal Magic Radio Show. Dr. Andy will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Until then, just how much magical fun can you have with your animals?